Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. No music, no intro, emergency pod, hashtag, thanks Twitter pod. Ryan and I are back. Like we had we had to discuss this. Um, what time left before the Monday Night Football game tomorrow night. It comes out today that Michael Thomas is out for the game tomorrow. So he's not playing and it's not injury related. And so we were like, wait, what's going on? Like, I was like, oh, did he get, like, my first thought was he either got corona or he got suspended. And then it came out that he did get suspended. And I was like, then what did he get suspended for? Okay, so there was an altercation with the teammate. Okay, what type of altercation? <laughs> like, it was like, like, literally, literally, like, piece by piece, it just, just unraveled out. So it finally breaks that he gets into a fight and he threw a punch and they were like, okay, who was it? And I was like, man, if it was Pete, like, that's fine. (laughs) Just concuss him. Like, it's fine. Like, we're okay with that. (laughs) But it it wasn't Pete. It was Sadie Deuce, Chauncey Carter Johnson, who Mike swung at. And it's funny because, like, the whole sentiment on Saints Twitter after, you know, was revealed or, like, who it was, it was like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> makes sense. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Now, now I'll see what happened. <laughs> like, it's just – so we'll, we'll get into it, but the way I see it is that you have two alpha dogs and – and we talked about this, like the Saints have been missing alpha dogs on the team for a very long time before Mike Thomas came and then obviously other players came. But I remember me and you talked about it. It was a Saints game that the Saints played against the Seahawks. And I think it was maybe Mike's rookie season. And like, we just saw something. We were just like, he's yeah. a dog. Like, yeah, yep. And it was, that was like 2000. Whatever it was, 2017, 16, yeah, 2016. And we were just like, man, like the team has so, has sorely been missing this type of presence. Um, and then we saw what Chauncey Gardner Johnson did his rookie season. Um, 
bombastic. Oh, look at me, SAT word. Just a very <laughs> bombastic player, plays with confidence. You can easily tell that he gets into the head of opposing offensive players, just like Mike Thomas gets into the head of opposing defensive players. So you have a it's recipe. Funny we, it's funny we had the same comments about him last yes. year. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, he, he a little dog, you know what I'm saying? You just see it. So you get those type of personalities together. And then, so here's my, my first question I want to ask you is like, like think about where the Saints are. Like we talked about on the last preview, on the preview show when we previewed the game, right? We talked about the team, the team can go three and two into a bye. All signs were indicated that Mike Thomas was going to play. Like how bad was the fight or punch or whatever it was right. that – that he's suspended a game, like a game. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Not like from maybe, the Saints. Not from the Saints, but like even other teams, like maybe uh, Bill Belichick sitting down. Uh, what's the cornerback in the Super Bowl? The guy we almost signed. Oh, uh, uh, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. Him sitting him down. That's like like the only thing I can think of where it's just like. But even that was like what, like a half. No, he set him the whole game. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. Kind of, kind of cost him to it. But anyway, it's just like you just don't see that much, especially. I mean, it sounded from what uh, Alt Breer was reporting. Oh, Alt Al Breer. Alt Breer got the heat. You know, you know, uh, Mike Thomas, Ohio. You know what I'm saying? He got uh -huh. the. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But it sounded like you know it was red zone period in practice. Those are kind of known to be pretty intense third yeah. down and red zone. Those are chippy as as it yeah. is. They're chippy, and I mean, you had two dogs going against each other, I assume. And from what Al Bree reported, there were like five series where they just kind of really got after each other, going back and forth. Then eventually, Mike Thomas took a swing and hit CD Deuce, and CD Deuce apparently had his helmet on. So like <laughs> it's kind of one of those things we kind of see all the time in like training camp, like. It, I don't know. It's like, but like, it's just weird. Like, I, I don't, I guess I'll look at it. Like what type of message is Sean sending? Like, I, I guess he felt like he needed to send some type of message by sitting Michael Thomas down in terms of just yeah, holding him accountable. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, I mean, it was said that like Mike Thomas wasn't very apologetic about it. He just was kind of in his feelings about it. And, I don't know, man. Like as far as messaging, I, I think it's a, I think it has more to do with a culture thing, a team culture, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like an overall look. We are two and you know what, what, what's the two and two, two and two, started all struggling. We all like every single part of the team needs to improve, and we can't, we just can't have this. Like we just, we can't have the the seventy nine teams where. You know, it fights in the Saints locker room and, uh, you know, poor Streif, I ain't going to mention. You know, just all kind of mess that went on. I think I think Sean Payton is just trying to put the clamps down right now and say, look, we're not going to have none of that. It's, it's more but, like he's he's trying to nip it in the butt. He's nipping in the butt early. Like, look, anybody can get it. Drew Brees, Mike Thomas, don't care about your contract. Don't care. Like, we, we're not playing. But still, it still surprises me because it's just like, Competitive, it was like a fight. It's competitive fire. I, like, I was assuming, I thought he, like, you know, violated the COVID 19 policies or something like that. I was thinking of something like that, but 
like just I don't know fight doing practice. It's just, it's it surprises me. I just put it like it that. is, and and like I I I keep thinking like we weren't there obviously, but yeah. that must have been like a really bad, and, and, and like you saying. said, it, it may not even been like the actual fight itself or the punch right. throw. Also, right. although Mike Thomas taking a swing out of play with his helmet on is real dumb, Always but anyway, good. just just dumb, but um. But that said, I think you hit on it. If Mike Thomas truly wasn't apologetic or had any type of um, any type of remorse for what he did, like that, that's not going to fly. Like it's it's uh-huh. not. Like and, and think like about at least, and, at least and, give the at least give the Tupac and Juice hug. We hug, oh boy, and he's just like, yeah. We all good. Like at least give that. But Mike, Th- I'm, I'm just thinking Mike Thomas. You know, Mike Thomas is a, just a weird dude. Like the way he wired. I'm sure he was, he was probably lit. And yes. It, it was. A, I'm just saying it had to be enough to create this type of response because you just don't see this happen. Like you just don't see it. Especially like Mike Thomas. It's not like, you know, what I'm saying it's not Ken Crawley or nobody. It's Mike Thomas. You know what I'm saying? And think about like the. I won't say dysfunction because I feel like that's that's a little hyperbolic, but you have the whole stuff with Drew, Yahoo Finance, the knee thing in the offseason mm-hmm. that set like a weird vibe, what have you, in the locker room. The team bounces back from that. They rally together, bond together, blah, 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 sing kumbayas, whatever. And then it's – and then now you have this – and I don't know if it's like the expectations that the team maybe had going into the season, yeah. but it's, it, I feel like the locker room is, keep in mind, they're two and two, like they're not 0 and 4, but yeah. like it's tense. Like it's a I, think, I, I think you could tell it's tense. Like even if you like look at the Saints, uh, you know, pressers and all, you could just tell it's just like they're not having fun right now. You, you could just yes. tell. Yeah, so you could you could just tell that it's just a tense, stressful situation in that locker room. I mean, imagine just dealing with the whole old COVID nineteen thing. That that alone is just stress on top of you know playing actual NFL football, which is already mm-hmm. an intense, stressful sport. Stressful sport. Then you're this team that everybody is picked as the best, you know, best roster in the NFL, shooting for the Super Bowl, blah blah blah, as you know. Ended each season with disappointing losses. So there's a monkey on a, on a lot of those dudes back, man. It's cool the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Sean Payton feeling it too. And it, you know, it's, I'm not. It's not as drastic as the analogy I'm going to make, but Bill O'Brien like yelling at JJ Watt yeah. <laughs> before he got fired. Like stress. he was feeling the heat. <laughs> stress, bro. It's stress. Man, stress something, man. And we know how Sean Payton is when he's stressing, bro. Like he he presses. Mm-hmm. Like we saw it with Delvin Bro during that yep. the seven and nine season. Like he he presses. Right. So I mean, what this move means, whether to judge it as a good move or bad move, I, I mean, it's impossible for me to say. 
I'm just surprised from it. It's just it's just surprising. It is because cause here's the thing. You know, and, and you you already know you already know what it's gonna be like. Imagine if they come out on Monday and offense is flat. Oh. And then you know how Mike is sometimes. Is he gonna tweet something during the game when he's you know what I'm saying? Like it 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 just has a recipe to it, I mean, it, it could only one go, go one or two ways. It could go well. They come out Monday. They win. They beat the Chargers. They go into their bye, and they can get you know reacclimated or what have you. Or if they lose, or it's just it could go south very quickly. I also wonder if it was a uh, like who pushed for this. Like, was it just Sean Payton or the coaching staff? I could also see it being uh, the defense. Yeah, or was it the defense, or was it kind of like a players' coalition, kind of like the Ravens with uh, with Earl Thomas? Earl Thomas, yeah. Are they just you know they got him out? The players basically pushed to get him out of there. Now, obviously, it's not that drastic with Mike Thomas, but maybe you know it's possible that the leaders of the team got together and was like, "Look, you know we can't have this." You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So. Maybe we'll find out more going forward as you know, as you know, uh, insiders start talking to people and try to get some more insight. But it's, you know, I mean, obviously it's a loss for the Saints, but the Saints have been, you know, functioning without Mike Tom- Thomas for a couple of weeks. So, but I, I'm thinking they went into this game as early as yesterday, thinking with a game plan they were going to have Mike Thomas on the team, and now you got to switch that up immediately. So, immediately. Like the whole, like not the entire game plan changes, but it does change. It changes, yeah. So, you know, Trey Quan got to hurry up and be like, okay, I got to do, <laughs> I got to put my big boy shoes on again. You know what I'm saying? Uh oh. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess it. I, it's funny too, because like the the nothing that the Saints can do surprises me nothing, at all. Man, nothing. Like I saw it today, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> whatever." <laughs> like, always some shit, bro. Always, always bro. Can't be normal. Um, do you have so before we move on and just talk about like stuff around the league, or we're gonna handle the Falcons um, cleaning house? Any other thoughts about the Chargers game, Monday Night Football? Uh, before we move on. Well, something I, we forgot to mention on the last part, I don't, I don't know if you mentioned, but I know I didn't, uh, was a uh, ram check, how important it is. And it looks like he's going to be full goal for this game. So just having him back is huge, huge. Like probably was the point of the bigger, bigger losses last week. And to have him come back is like, whew, you know what I'm saying? Like Deontay Harris is going to be out. That's, you know, it sucks. I don't think he's going to be out or is he questionable? Can't remember. He is I, out. I think he's out. Yeah, he's out. So yeah, him we, being we, out sucks, but you 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 know you get over it. We but got the M check, man. Oof. Yeah, that's huge. Even I, I, even I've even, seen enough green leaf. I've seen enough green leaf. Bro. Green so, green leaf, greenage, the spinach. It don't matter. Like I don't don't want to see him on the field, bro. I don't want it. I don't want it. The the run plays weren't working. He almost got Drew killed. Like nah, man. Kill. You. <laughs> You get Granny out of there. Um, that's huge. And something that uh, – a point that I didn't want to make, and I it, I just I, – I didn't make it. I, I, I kind of forgot to. 
is something to look for when the Saints are on defense. You know, obviously the the Chargers probably going to use a lot of Joshua Kelly with Austin Eckler being out. Joshua Kelly has a known fumble problem. So look for, and I'm, and I'm sure obviously co- coaches, what they know in terms of tendencies for players in any sport, it's absolutely fucking insane of like their knowledge. So I'm sure the Saints defensive coaches and all that know that fumbling has been a bit of a problem for Joshua Kelly. Don't be surprised to see if the, the defense you know, heavily go after the ball when he's carrying it and, you know, try to look for turnovers and causing him to fumble. Um, but all that said, I mean, I think we, I mean, it, it, the game plan does change, but again, like we've seen what the saints can do without Mike being in the lineup. You just got to hope it goes well with him not being in there, man. Cause if, yeah. if, the, if the offense is sluggish and they're not moving the ball and it's one of those ugh, type of games, I yeah. can already see the tweets coming out and it's going to, yeah. Nah. Um, all right. So let's, let's touch on, let's touch on the Falcons. Uh, as of like a couple, like maybe 30, 40 minutes ago, clean house, Dan Quinn, gone. Thomas Dimitrov, gone. Um, I, I said this on the, I said this on the last show. I get, I get, I get bashing the Falcons. I get it. I truly do. But as a Saints fan, you want them to win a game or two. You do. You you don't want them picking number one overall. We don't want, we don't want that smoke. So, um, so first of all, like, what are your thoughts of them cleaning house? Um, And a a second question, like a follow-up question is the future of Matt Ryan is real murky right now. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's 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 interesting up in Falcons land, bro. Like, look, I take I take pride in laughing at the Falcons, clowning the Falcons as much as possible. But you know, during times like this, I try to keep a like a serious, unbiased outlook on the team. You know, because I mean, it's just a team that's at the lowest point you could possibly be. You know what I'm saying? So, well, maybe not as low as 23, but anyway, they're at, the, they're at that low point where they don't know what the future looks like. And it's like, where do you, where do you go from here? I mean, we knew Dan Quinn was out of there. Like, knew it. He, he, unless they had a miraculous turnaround this season, he was going to be out of there. And there was already talk about Dimitrov pretty much being tied with Dan Quinn. If Dan Quinn goes, Dimitrov too. So, but Dimitrov being out of there is like huge. You know, he drafted Matt Ryan. He, yep. He's the he's the architect of the turnaround. I mean, say what you want about the Falcons, but they've had the most successful run under him that they've had in their franchise in their franchise history. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like Saints getting rid of uh, Loomis. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the which, same which thing. Is, which is crazy when you if you think about it. Right, right, and just to think they were literally in the Super Bowl. Uh, four years ago, you know, three, you know, three years ago, kind of three and a half years ago, up twenty-eight to three, ready to win the championship, and a couple of years later, it's all blown up, and they don't know where it's going to go. It just, 
it just kind of shows you just like, man, NFL, like, it's just crazy. Crazy, man. Shit, shit can turn around quick, man. Shit can get dark quick. Because you they had the 28 and 3. Then they had the next season, which they weren't terrible that next season. They went to the playoffs. They played the they played Philly. They played Philly and the Julio slipper yeah. drop or whatever. Yeah, the Julio drop, you know, and if they if he caught that, they would have been in the uh, NFC championship game. Uh so I mean, and then after that, it's just been all downhill. So it's like, you know, what are they doing? And Thomas Dimitrov, I mean, you can look at his drafts. They have not been good oh, at all. Terrible. Terrible. That's the major key. Like, like and listen, they, when looking at the Falcons these last couple of years, it's kind of reminded me of the Saints 79 run. Yes. They just kind of they kind of had to uh they just had to deal with the the failures that they've made in the draft and in free agency. You just you had to deal with it. And what the Saints did going through that, they at least kind of learned from it. They brought in Jeff Ireland. They completely revamped the scouting department, revamped the front office, you know, got rid of, didn't get rid of Ryan Pace, but let him go to greener pastures. Thank God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They brought in new, uh, new, good, smart, young uh, uh, position coaches. They just, you know, they did everything you needed to do. With Dan Quinn, it's like, dude, you you cut your teeth on defense. You're supposed to be a great defensive coordinator, and the large problem this whole run has been the defense. Defense. They've gotten worse every season. Every season. And you can't blame injuries. We all deal with injuries. I guess it just has not been good. And, you know, partly you blame that on just talent. And that goes on to meet y'all. That's why they both yep. out the door. Look, so, I mean, we could go down the line. Like, Tack McKinley took him the first round. Mm-hmm. Hasn't panned out. Like, the, o- the only – like, so the only player I can think of that right now is, like, is Garrett, Garrett Grady – or, sorry, Grady Jarrett that they drafted, mm-hmm. who – like Deion Jones, who's playing like crap and is a headhunter, you know, he had a couple of first, you know, first two, three good years. Now he's eh. Um, who's the the, other, the player that they dropped? The the safety that's always hurt. Oh, Neil. Um, yeah, you know, Keanu Neil. Same thing. Like he, he's hurt. like it's it's the it's the defense. Like it is yeah. it's the defense that's completely let them down. Like, I was watching some of the red zone highlights, and, like, I was like, dang, Todd Gurley's actually accelerated around yeah. the outside. I was like, right. and, and here's the thing. you If you've known me and you've listened to my, you know, me and my podcast history, I've always had an affinity for Todd Gurley. So, like, watching him last week split, like, run to the outside and it was looking like in mud, like, it broke my heart. I was like, man. But, like, I saw him today. I was like, okay, like, he still got some juice in him. Yeah, like, yeah. not I wasn't cheering for. I, I I'm always a Todd Gurley fan. Like I, I've I've yeah, always yeah. always been a big you know ever back in Georgia. But the the Falcons find find themselves in a crossroads because you know I was reading that for them to get rid of Matt Ryan with it would they would take on and this is from um Sports Track on Twitter um who tried to get on the podcast but he never responded to me into my DMs. But anyway, um it would cost them. $50 million in dead cap space. Ooh. 50 mil if they were to get rid of Matt Ryan. They can't get rid of him. They can't. 
They can't. Like you, you can like even Mickey Loomis and and whoever else in the Saints, you know, front office and their jujitsu when they do the salary cap, you could not figure out how to maneuver how to maneuver that. You can't. Ooh, man, fifty so million, they, and it well they are stuck with them. But you know, I mean, look, it's not like Matt Ryan. I mean, come on, Saints fans. I know Matt Ryan's a bum, but like just. Step back for a minute, unbiased. Huh. You could do a lot more, much, 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 much worse than Matt Ryan as your quarterback. And but here's, but here's, he's getting older. He is. He is. And what, you might be drafting very high. <laughs> yeah, you. I, may, I mean, right now they're drafting top three. So even if they don't get Trevor Lawrence, they may be able to get Justin Fields. And here's a thought that I was thinking, and this is just a pure ball type of conversation. Drew retires in the offseason, regardless of how the season ends. And let's say the Falcons do want to get Matt Ryan. As as like depending like as a Saints front office, like are you thinking about that? Like would you think about that? Like we had the discussion with Dak, and we could talk about we'll talk about that in a little bit, but like like I know, like I know, it sounds like you know blasphemous to even say that, but like I don't, I don't know, like I don't, I mean, I don't even know how that would even happen if it would be like some type of trade or whatever. Yeah. But like you could, like obviously the the person, like the fan in me says, just go with Jameis, sign him to like a a small contract or a a, a, a short contract and see what you have in Jameis for a year or two, but. I don't know. Like, I feel like, like you said, like you could do a lot worse than Matt Ryan as a quarterback, especially if he has, you know, pieces around him. Like, I don't know. And Sean Payton coaching? Come on, man. It's not, I'm just, I thought I literally was watching the Falcons game today and was like, Matt Ryan, like Matt Ryan as a saint next season. Like, would that be terrible? And I know like people will be in my mentions and (laughs) it's so blasphemous though, man. It's so I, I feel get it. dirty thinking about it. I, feel I dirty, bro. I get it. I feel like Saints Twitter is gonna become a vigilante and come burn me in the house like I'm Freddie. Like, listen, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I'm just thinking about the future because we have to, like, unless the Saints position themselves in a position that they're gonna draft a quarter, a young quarterback, or unless they're gonna go with Jameis. I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast. Taysom ain't it. Like, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Taysom is not it. That is that whole pipe dream is gone. So let's let that go. So I'm just speaking for the future. Like, it, and obviously it would be a short term fix, right? Obviously he's older, whatever. But I'm just saying, Matt Ryan, Saints weapons in the Sean Payton offense, you could do a lot worse for your situation. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you could. You could. Uh, but man, that would just be Saints fans would need like therapy just to how much we bagged on Matt Ryan and then to flip and have to root for him as your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? That's that's business, man. It, it, it would take some therapy, bro. Like, it, it would take business. some therapy, man. It's, it's ask, you know, it, it's funny, it's a weird analogy, but like, if you're a wrestling fan, sometimes you go from cheering a wrestler who's like your your favorite and they become like the bad guy or whatever and you go to hate yeah. like it it, ha- it, ha- it happens i'm just saying man it happens I just, um, I, 
I, I, I would put it at about very, about a five percent chance of it ever happening. Like very, it's a, low. It's a very, very low chance. Again, fifty million dollars, especially if it had to require a trade. Oh, there's no, no chance. There's no way. No way to send him to the Saints. No way. There's no way. Because I mean, Arthur Blank, he hates the Saints. He hates them. <laughs> Can't stand them. I mean, it's this, like this rivalry runs deep, man. It's not. Like, it's not a joke. They literally can't stand each other. So, I know Sean Payton would damn like, like he would def- definitely take Matt Ryan. And I don't think he would even think twice about it. Wouldn't think twice about it. He'd do it just despite the Falcons. <laughs> like, he would, he, would, he would do it like, oh, I'm going to take the quarterback that you had and go win a Super Bowl with him just to rub it in your fucking face. Yes, that's Sean like, Payton. That's the type of energy he's on, bro. <laughs> And you know what? If he rocked like that, boy, I would, I would be 100% with it. <laughs> um, so I, let's, let's, I, 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 I texted you about it earlier. Um, about the whole thing went down with Dak today. Yeah, the oh. worst case scenario for him as a player, as a person, because that's always the risk, right? When you're yeah. playing on the franchise tag. That's the risk. That's the risk is injury. You're saying you're betting on yourself. You're betting on yourself, and he lost. An- ankle compound fracture. Oh. Uh, surgery already happened. It's happening tonight. He's going to be out for the season. And it just – and just talk about a, a person. Fuck talking about him as a player, as a person that's just been through a lot. His brother commits suicide this year. Yeah. He he gets into a depression during the offseason and what have you. He speaks out about depression. He speaks out about mental health issues. And he's like lambasted by fucking Skip Bayless. Yeah. And listen, I'm speaking, I'm speaking about this as a black man who, who's also a social worker. And in our culture, it is viewed as still in 2020, it's viewed as taboo yeah. to speak about mental health in the black Absolutely. community. So for him to have the courage to speak about what he was experiencing took a lot of fucking courage. And then he gets fucking shat on, which is, which was bullshit about it. And then today, so he's had what four, four games where he's putting up 450 yards. He's trying to will the fucking Cowboys to wins the, his defense is playing like hot garbage. Like even like past Saints defense were like, damn, y'all are bad. Like <laughs> just, Jerry, just Jerry Jones, like, damn, you couldn't win the game. Yeah. Like and, and then Jerry Jones is like, well, well, you see this play. He didn't make like that. What separates him from Patrick Mahomes. It's like, yo, what the fuck more do you want from him? And keep in mind, I am from Texas. I cannot stand the Cowboys. Can't give two shits about them. They're the team hate I hate, hate the worst out of all of football. But that said, for what happened to Dak today is just fucking terrible. And then the question is, what do the Cowboys and Dak do at the end of the season? I don't that, that is like, man, that is going to be such a huge story next offseason, bro. Like, that's going to be huge. Huge. What are they, like, what do they, they franchise tag him again? What, what's the tag going to be? Like, 40 something million? Mm-hmm. 
And then you're talking about a shrinking cat? I don't know, man. So, so then you just let them walk. You just let them walk, which is the gamble that the, the, the Cowboys have played themselves. Are they going to just roll with the Red Rifle? Oh, with the Red Rifle. <laughs> Red rifle, he gallop up the sideline, Bruh, boy. You know, <laughs> we gonna we gonna see 2015 Andy Dalton and, <laughs> but it's I don't know, man. It's just it's a super interesting subplot to the season. I my, oh, like I man. feel for Dak, man. I truly feel for. Oh, him. Yeah, it sucks, bro. It sucks, but you know he bet on himself. You know, and unfortunately, they, they, I didn't. You know, I wasn't able to watch football today. Much of it anyway. Uh, how, how did it happen? Did he get hit? Or what is- I didn't watch a lot of the afternoon games. I had went to like Target with my daughter and whatever. And so I just saw about it on Twitter. Mm. It was just a play. He just, but I guess it was, I mean, keep in mind, like it was an ankle injury so bad that like the cart came out. Like he was on the cart. Oh, man. Like, you know, like that's a, and the fact that he had surgery tonight on it and they didn't wait oh, to do yeah. surgery tells you like how serious that ankle injury is. Um, so it just, it just sucks, man. It sucks all around. Um, but anyway, I mean, it just, I, I think we call up everything, anything, uh, we just saw the Seahawks completely just come back against the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, it's been one of crazy, it's crazy, like a crazy, uh, day. I mean, the, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Man. Like, what? Like, they hadn't beat them in. I don't even know when. It's been years. It's been a long time. So that's – and I tweeted it. John, you know, John Gruden's coaching his ass off, man. Oh, yeah. Coaching I watched. Some, I watched some of the game, and I was like, damn. And I think I think what you saw um, is when you're – when you're a team facing the Chiefs, and I know they haven't been, like, their, their dominant selves or whatever, but when you're a team that's facing the Chiefs, when – you get when you stop them on defense and you get them to punt. If you don't go down the field and score touchdowns, you're not beating them. You're, you're just not. You're just not beating them. And you could tell the Raiders made a point of that today. Like they had rugs. Like they must have practiced hitting rugs today because he was cooking. You know, Derek Cole was cooking. I mean, it was. I was like, damn. Like it, it's funny too because huge win, huge win, huge win. And a lot of Saints fans are taking solace that it, it, you know, it makes losing to the Raiders feels a little better, even though that's a game they still should have won. Like, yeah. come on now. Um, but that said, um, I will just get into the point of getting to the point of rugs. It's very funny to me that if you if you read or whatever, you know, follow Nick Underhill's work, the one wide receiver that the Saints were going to trade up for in the draft was going to be Henry Ruggs. Which is great, and obviously you don't draft a player for right now. You draft him for the future. But I'm I'm thinking of him as a player. <laughs> I have no idea how he would have been useful in the same office this just, year. I'm just imagine them balls just dying like ducks. It's <laughs> <laughs> just falling. Like, I just see Drew trying to like put everything into it, like he's Philip Rivers, like. Oh. Oh, raindrops will fall. <laughs> I have no idea what what Russ role in our office would have been, bro. He would just been running posts, he clearing would, he, out. He, he would have been, been a new Brandon Cooks, bro. 
<laughs> you know, he would have demanded a trade. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, they've been trying to wide receiver screens and all that shit. That's it, bro. <laughs> just, like, just run a deep, just run a deep over. <laughs> just um, yeah, that, yeah, that was crazy. Then, huge uh, win. Um, Dolphins, what else Dolphins, Dolphins smacked the shit out the 49 I saw I saw Garoppolo play somewhere. What did he? Was he injured or was that was, that was like the plan to just kind of play him a little? No, he started and he looks terrible. Like what? just, just was making. They pulled him. They pulled him, benched him. But you know, Kyle Shanahan tried to say like, "Oh, like, you know, we, I mean, you know, they're trying to make." I saw that they were trying to like make excuses for him, like, "Oh, we, we could tell like something wasn't right with Jimmy." So they pulled him at halftime. But what I saw, just as as a football a person who knows football, is I don't think it was anything to do with his ankle injury. He was just making terrible fucking decisions and yeah. just like just making bad throws leading to interceptions. Um, and whatever you have, I mean, obviously that's going to be their starter going forward. Like there's going to be a quarterback controversy, but that was, that looked, that was ugly. And then can we talk about Alex Smith and all this hoorah, this ticker tape parade? Oh, <laughs> He's starting. I can't believe he made it back. Oh my god! I'm as a fan. I have no horse in this race, and I am terrified for this fucking man. That he and here you have Aaron Donald, who is just destroying Alex Smith, and then you see him on the sidelines. His his leg is strong. <laughs> See, that motherfucking lady strong, boy. <laughs> that shit had me dying, bro. I saw that shit. I was weak. <laughs> I said, I'm dead, man. <laughs> uh, and I know people were like, oh, oh, disgusting. Oh, like, maybe it's just the dark humor in me. That shit was hilarious. I don't care. I was cranking up, bro. Um, any um, the Browns seem to be for real. They go four and one. What? Um, they go four and one. Uh, they beat they beat the Colts. Um, the and then I, I, I watched some 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 of the plays from the Bengals Ravens game. Man, that's fraud. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, that that looked bad. Can like I, man, I. Can Joe go back to the draft and like just pull an Eli and just like don't don't draft me just Bengals like don't don't do it <laughs> like oh, oh man want to go he is in such a bad situation and and my concern for him speaking of Alex Smith is like I hope he doesn't become like like early career Alex Smith where Alex Smith was just on terrible teams different coordinators, bad offensive lines. He just developed really shitty, bad habits. And it wasn't until he got with Jim Harbaugh until he finally was able to kind of break free from that man. Like and you could see it. Like you could see Zach Taylor getting fired at the end of the year or something. Yep, sure, sure can. And you just keep going through the motions, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, and then you like, Oh, oh you like Sam Darnold where you like, okay, what do we really have here? You know? Oh man, I, it, it sucks. 
That's why, you know, as much as teams want to tank for whoever or try to get the number one overall pick, which, yes, that's that's your best chance at getting the quarterback you want, picking number one overall, obviously. But, I mean, just when you look at the trend of history and you look at all the, you know, the good quarterbacks, you know, picking, you pick them at 11, you pick them at 13, you pick them in the top of the second round, you pick – like, you really just don't know. I mean, there's very few number one overall quarterbacks that have been great. It's just very few. Again, I'm not saying that like, just, you know, correlation or causation. You know what I'm saying? It's like, not saying you just, you know, if you pick number one, you don't, you guarantee not to have a great quarterback. No, I'm just saying picking a quarterback is hard as fuck. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, you just, and you just don't know. You just don't know because so many variables go into it. And the, what, what happens is usually the team that's picking number one overall is a shitty team. And not just shitty because they have a shitty quarterback or I mean, a shitty kid coach or a shitty GM. Like the franchise is shitty. And that just drafting a good quarterback doesn't change that. So, you know, so somebody like Joe Burrow, he's in a tough situation because they're hoping he just completely remakes the franchise. When the Bengals been a shitty franchise for decades, all my life, longer than that. I can't hear you. It's been a trend. It's been a trend of how, you know, how bad the Bengals have been. Um, So, I mean, so we'll, I mean, we've hit on a lot of topics. You know, we can fucking talk about football all night, but we're going to do that. Um, Yeah. But we'll be back tomorrow night recapping Monday Night Football. I just – can the Saints just not embarrass us? Can they, like, can they win and just not embarrass us? Like, I'm tired of getting yeah. embarrassed on, on primetime games. I really am. Man, like, give me a nice, you know, 31 uh, to no, 20. No. I mean, 31 to 21, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a nice battle for three quarters, then in the fourth quarter – Saints, you know, hold the lead and they take a knee and the game's yeah. over. Like, man, that, that, that's all I want. I don't need no blowout. I don't need none of that. It's yeah, nice I mean, the I mean, with the, the that Lions game, the Lions game was pretty nice. The Lions game was nice. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we're recapping a win. You know, we're nice and loosey, loosey goosey, and all that. Oh, I'm yeah. just, I'm watching the the Dak play right now. It was on a oh fuck, it was a quarterback. Oh fuck, that looked nasty. It was like a quarterback draw play oh oh that looks fucking terrible um we just be loosey-goosey and just talking about you know going to the bye and talking about fucking the the panthers who the saints play out of their bye who are three and two teddy two gloves out here slinging that thing teddy b ouch boy ouch just slinging i'm happy for i'm happy for for sure for sure um but with that we just wanted to do a quick i mean we wanted to make it quick but probably went a little little, a little longer emergency podcast talk about the fight uh you know talk about falcons all that get you guys caught up again like we're we're making we our goal is to make this a a permanent sustaining thing also also we have an instagram so it's it's a slow process we we just you know we just created it this weekend so if you want to follow us on instagram it's at Saints Twitter Podcast. I know it's lengthy, but I mean, 
I mean, you should, I mean, it's it's our it's name for our fucking podcast. Like you can figure it out. So follow us on Instagram at Saints Twitter Podcast. We will start posting content um, on the Instagram page. We're gonna start posting snippets. We're gonna start po- like if we're talking about certain plays or things like that. Hopefully, we'll be able to get like. Um, we gotta be careful because the NFL will shut that yeah. shit down. Um, <laughs> but we will try to get creative. <laughs> what are we try to do in putting more content on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever? You know, we're here. You know, we're here for you guys. We're doing this for our Patreons. So shout out to all our subscribers, all our Patreons, all our listeners. We really appreciate you guys. We appreciate the support as always. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. All right. With that, we're out. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.